From the New York Times, I'm Michael Marboro, and this is The Shweekly. In the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, with restrictions and mandates having mostly been lifted, we face a new mental health crisis among Americans, and more specifically, within the libertarian community. Today, I speak with New York Times political correspondent and moderator of the Sad Clown Feet subreddit, Daniel George Washington Carver, to discuss where the Libertarian Party is mentally following the Mesa Caucus Conference. It's Tuesday, March 15th. So, Daniel, it's been six days since you returned from the Mesa Caucus conference that took place in Lebanon, New Jersey. Who, uh, who, uh, who, uh, what is that? Uh, that's a great question, Michael. The interesting thing about the Mesa Caucus is that I have no idea what it is. But from what I can gather from being around them recently, uh, the long and short of it is, and mind you, I'm just paraphrasing here, is that, uh, and take what I say with a grain of salt, it's basically a faction amongst many factions within the Libertarian Party. Oh, I didn't know they were so divided. (laughs) Hey, same. Uh, Apparently, the Mesa Caucus was founded in 2017 by a man named Greg Mafreedom, who died in the Great Debate of South Dagobah, South Dakota. There was a debate in South Dakota? Apparently. Hmm. So, what did you learn at the Mesa Caucus? Well, apart from learning of the infighting within the Libertarian Party, I also sensed that they were united in one grand cause— Defeating the Empire. The Empire? Well, to paraphrase. You may know me as Sam Nancy Pelosiovich, no relation. As you may or may not know, I am the body double of the second alternative to the vice-vice chair of the Mesa Caucus. A position one fair and square with a whopping 112 votes in the election that took place three days ago. I come to you today to address the elephant in the room, to warn you that a war is coming. They tried to lock us down, but they couldn't keep us inside. I'm talking, of course, about the Empire. What they mean by the empire is really just the U.S. government. But... But what empire could the U.S. government be similar to? The Ottoman Empire? The Mongol Empire? The Umayyad Caliphate? Michael, it's Star Wars. 
they're doing Star Wars. Oh, cool. I love Ray. Yes, Michael. Everyone loves Ray. So if the U.S. government is the empire, does that mean that the libertarians consider themselves to be the rebel alliance? Yes, Michael. Over the last two years, the tyrannical empire has made multiple attempts to keep we the people docile. Whether through the lockdowns designed to keep us in our homes in fear, or through the most recent push to disarm us by taking away our guns. Don't let the Empire fool you by saying that the reason they want to take away our guns is to prevent children from dying in gun-related shootings. I'll believe it when I see a disgruntled AR-15 walking to a school and mow down 100 children and a teacher. That's not what this is about. The real reason is they're afraid. They're afraid of what a poorly regulated militia can do against their Death Star. Yeah, I said it. Emperor Joe Biden and his apprentice Darth Kamala are building a Death Star. There's footage of it looming above us like a disco ball at a drag show. Ready to blast our beautiful mother flat earth into smithereens. Just like they did to the Japanese planet of Alderaan when Grand Moff Clinton did so in a display of the Death Star's mate. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. No, Michael, it's not real. It's Star Wars. Oh, okay. I love Ray. Uh, so what are the Libertarians planning on doing to stop the Death Star? Well, Michael, uh, according to the Libertarians, a prophecy was foretold that some political scientists feel is coming true. There is a boy in Marfa, Texas, who shown incredible promise and freedom. Many say that the freedom is strong with him. So much so that he has been up five years past his bedtime, refusing to listen to his parents and only eating candy and ice cream. I am, of course, referring to none other than Anarchy Skywalker. He will release us from the tyrannical grip of the Empire if we could ever get him away from his Xbox. Wow. Do you really think that Anarchy Skywalker can save us? No, Michael. He is seven, and there is no empire. Oh, right. This is Star Wars, and I love Rey. So, I guess my next question is, why Star Wars? What is it about this franchise that the Libertarian Party identifies so strongly with? It's funny you ask that. You really get a feel for uh, the sentiment that runs through the Libertarian Party when the uh, chair of the Mesa Caucus spoke. This next speaker is a paragon of freedom. Please give a warm Libertarian welcome for the chair of the Mesa Caucus and my good friend, Admiral Akbar. Thank you, Sam. How about another round of applause for Sam? I couldn't be here without you, buddy. 
and give yourselves a round of applause as well for keeping the rebellion alive. So as Sam has already touched on, the Empire has already proven itself to be an unmitigated threat to freedom. Despite the might of the Empire, we did not waver. Defeating the COVID-19 pandemic was our first major victory against the Empire. It was glorious. After a year and a half of planning and preparation, most of which done in person, of course, we broke out of the chains of our oppression. When I finally breathed in that fresh indoor air through my naked nostrils, I wept. For a while, we had thought that we had set the world right. But that is not so. We shall not rest on our laurels while the Empire lies in wait. I know many of you feel like you've lost your sense of purpose since all of the vaccine and mask mandates have been lifted. Hmm. So, what does he mean by a loss of purpose? Uh, well, Michael, as you know... I don't. Uh, if you're an American in America, the pandemic is pretty much over for you. I mean, even for me, the most cautious guy ever will only mask up in the subway. Yet what I sensed amongst these people is a certain feeling of uh, emptiness. Now that most of what they call the tyrannical restrictions and mandates have been rolled back. What I'm saying is, it's almost like libertarians really loved the pandemic. Uh, every chance they got, they brought up the good old days of the empire forcing them to stay home, to mask up, and to get vaccinated. The fight isn't over, my friends. We need you just like we needed you at the height of the lockdowns, invigorated and energized. We need you to write blogs and tweets and start podcasts. I myself, since the start of the pandemic, have started five podcasts, and I'm in the editing phase of two books, The Seven Habits of Highly Liberated People, and also The Insufferable Art of Not Giving a Fuck, by me, Admiral Akbar. It's just nice to feel productive, you know? So instead of ruminating on the wars of the past, it's time for us to look forward towards the wars of the future. Gun control, the media, drag shows, the media, abortion, and last but certainly not least, the news. These are the battles that lie before us. With these battles, you have purpose. You are needed. You must never forget you is kind, you is smart, you is important. That is why we need to roll back the state. We need to destroy the empire and decentralize the government because the state needs to be rolled back. 
And they won't stop at the Death Star either. Soon enough, they will have two Death Stars. And that is why we need our guns. And they better bring the coroner when they come for mine. It just seems like the Libertarian Party is in an existential choke point. You see, Michael, you can't still be all about freedom once you're free. At that point, you're just a normal guy, working a normal job and fucking your normal wife. You're not a freedom fighter. You're not a beautiful and unique revolutionary. You're just the same decaying organic matter as everything else. Once you're free, you realize that we're all part of the same compost heap. We're all singing, all dancing crap of the world. Oh, man. Uh, I need a second. So, what do we do about the Empire? No, Michael. There is no Empire. This isn't Star Wars. And you're just another guy named Michael. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Michael. I'll be right back. Do you enjoy masturbating in bed but hate the cleanup? Do you prefer to let it rip all over yourself as opposed to catching your own semen? Hi, I'm Paul Rubenstein, and let's face it, no one wants to masturbate with a tissue in their hand like it's a catcher's mitt. That's why I'm coming to you with my new product that hits close to home, the Beat It In Bed. It's the first and only jizz bib of its kind. It's a bib, for your jizz! With its state-of-the-art Velcro strap, the beaded in bed is easy to remove after you've done the deed, leaving your chest and stomach underneath absolutely clean! With ordinary napkins and tissues, you're left thinking about cleaning up your semen while you're trying to reach orgasm. But thanks to the beaded in bed's microfiber technology, your entire torso is protected so you can lean back and fully enjoy the moment. Before the beaded in bed, I had to catch my hot seed with a napkin, which not only took away from my pleasure, but actually did very little to stop my powerful hot cum from getting all over me. This left me in a deep depressive state for years before I ultimately attempted to take my own life. But that's not all folks. As I hung from the rafters of my studio apartment, I had a moment of clarity that only comes when you've lost all hope. The beaded in bed. So in that moment, I prayed to Yeshiva that if he let me live, I would create a machine washable product that would change the lives of millions. My father, God rest his soul, was paralyzed on the left side of his body after his stroke. 
because of that. I'd regularly walk in on my dear father multiple times a day, only to find him covered in his own jism. We all know that taking care of an elderly parent is never easy, but what most people don't know is that it's significantly more difficult when you got a father who shoots ropes like mine. And let me tell you, my father was a fighter, but this was a fight he would lose every day. But that's when the beating to bed came in and changed our lives for the better. Since then, whenever my father was done masturbating, all I'd have to do was remove the jizz bib, throw in the washing machine, and gave my father a new one. Boom! Just like that. Thank you, Paul Rubenstein, for making my father's remaining years a little more enjoyable. During this special offer, you'll get the Beaded in Bed Jizz Bib for only $19.99. And if you order using promo code SHWEEKLY, we'll double the offer and give you a second one free. Just pay shipping and handling. You'll get it all. Two Beaded in Bed Jizz Bibs, a huge value for only $19.99. Here's what else you need to know today. Last week, Hilary Swank, who is 148 years old, has announced that she is currently pregnant with twins. Although many are calling this announcement a Christmas miracle due to her advanced age, a recent ultrasound has revealed that Miss Swank is not only pregnant with the second coming of Christ, but also with the first coming of the Antichrist. Christian theologians around the world are bracing themselves for the ultimate battle between good and evil as Miss Swank is due next year. The fate of the world rests between her legs. The Shweekly was created, written, and produced by Christian Espinal and Poopy Rubin. Today's episode was voiced by Christian Espinal, Brandon Puff, Krista Commodore, and Poopy Rubin. Our theme music is by Rusty Mac. That's it for the Shweekly. I'm Michael Mabaro. See you next week.